I saw this the other day too. Somebody registered. I looked at a domain on Namecheap and it showed me this was registered in 2025. What do you mean it was registered in 2025? It's 2023. Oh, that's good. This was registered in 2025. Wow. Like, oh, somebody went to the future. <laughs> they knew I was going to want it. They, went they the really future. wanted that domain. <laughs> I guess that gives me a good heads up, though, that I'm going to be successful in the next two years, like really start making a lot of money or something because somebody felt the need to go to the future to register a domain that I was going to want to buy for something. All right. It's Still a good not. sign. That's how we're going to take it. Yeah. We're not going to say that Namecheap is full of crap and they just didn't want to sell me that domain because <laughs> it was great. I don't even remember what it was now. All right. So I'm recording locally in Reaper on my own track so I can mark Reaper. Reaper? Wow. It's going to be a fun show. So I can mark Reaper up when things happen like that. Huh, that's a good kind of backup. I, I mean, it's not ideal, but what I can do now is... Wait, as, are you recording in clean feed? Yeah, I'm recording in clean feed. Ah, okay, good deal. Go ahead then. Oh, okay, so what I can do now is, like, I have my hotspot for clean feed as zero. So I hit VO space on that, and that downloads that. But I just picked a random place in Reaper, and if I said vo1 to that that opens reaper i don't care where i am and then m and all of a sudden i have a marker at least that should work but for some reason it is not why is that okay for some reason keyboard so i just need to hit up arrow to make sure and then hit the mark and it's not going to be perfect but it'll give me a good representation of you know something needs my attention around this point yeah so I was going to be cool and come into clean feed and Firefox. No. But I couldn't paste the link into the URL bar in Firefox. So that's not good. Firefox alternately has good releases and slightly screwy releases on the Mac with voiceover. I found the most consistency, honestly, either using the beta uh, or nightly, and then I would go to the release, but I just did the release version, so it's been a little weird. It works sometimes really well, sometimes it doesn't. Gotcha. I ended up having to rebuild my loopback. I'm going to put that there. I ended up having to rebuild my loopback device because wasn't paying attention to what I was doing and let's just say the headphones came off pretty fast Mm. and I frantically hit command delete command delete and I'm glad I did because now what I set up is any audio that's in my left ear tells me that that audio is live so for example if I'm like well, hey, let's do something kind of cool. Sometimes I don't know exactly what I'm doing and what's going live. But I know if I hit this button, faintly you'll hear music or other audio, and I'm going to switch it out. But I know that because I was able to faintly hear it under my voice, and you know, I know what's going where, even though there is a slight delay. To me, it 
it is more reassuring. So, hmm. it's a good hack, though. It is. And then pass through devices, sir. Pass through devices with a sound source. Because I'm at the point where I can just take in the audio that's playing <laughs> so on the Mac with like that, that's four how my left and <laughs> Yeah, that's how my left and right ear devices are set up. It's like I, they're just pass-throughs. I just mm-hmm. switch stuff to them in sound source. Yeah. yeah. Your episode went live today. Well, not your episode. Lynn's episode went live on Unmute today, and I cut it down to 28 minutes. Good deal. You have to listen to it and see what you think because you were part of the conversation. So there was stuff that I cut, obviously, because otherwise it would have been about 43 minutes or so. So there was stuff that I cut, but I think I did an okay job. The first time I published it, though, um, I got an email from someone and Michael Doys texted me about the same time Marty called me and I realized it on the Google Home. I forgot to set the play rate back to zero or to one when I rendered the project (laughs) and I did not change. I did not lock the pitch. So Marty sounded like a chipmunk. I did tell Marty he sounded good as a chipmunk. He wasn't as thrilled as, as I thought, (laughs) but I fixed it. So if you happen to have a chipmunky version of unmute on your podcatcher app, then just redownload it. Cause uh, Michael told me that Taylor, downloaded it a little bit afterwards and she got the right one, which it was supposed to be that way. So yeah, well, it wasn't supposed to be sped up, but yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to work so that when you updated the episode, it refreshed everywhere. Yeah. I've been making little mistakes like that. Like I also, I'm not going to go fix it because it's not worth it, but like your audio is super quiet because I didn't normalize you, which I probably should have done, but, I don't know. It's little mistakes that I've been making. I think I need to slow down, like Mallory always tells me. Hmm. Yeah. Down. I was trying to Google something. Oh, Reaper pre-render. Oh, to have it run actions before you render it, so that way I can protect myself. (laughs) Or at least or at least check, like, yeah. you know, warn you to check. Uh, it's like that pre-publish in WordPress where it's like, you know, did you do these things? Have you done these steps? If there's no title, it warns you like, hey, there's no title. I need to figure out how to hook into that. So did you find it funny that, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you cut this out of the actual show or not, but did you find it a little ironic that I just said yesterday or whenever we recorded that episode <laughs> that Macs do get viruses. It's a matter of scale, basically, is what I said. And then uh-huh. dropped this story to me today from Macworld. I was like, man, not Macworld. I hate going to Macworld site. But anyway, it was it's a little better than it used to be. Man, it used to autoplay movies like all the time. <laughs> uh, but I saw that and I was like, huh, that's funny. I literally just got finished saying that like yesterday because she was like, oh, you know, Max don't get virus. Like, actually, I didn't really want to be that guy, but I had to be that guy. Like, well, actually, the Mac does have viruses. Like, they exist. Yeah. Just it's a matter of scale. You know, you got 300 million users of Windows. I'm just throwing out random numbers. And, uh, you know, 50 million Mac users, like, Obviously, if somebody hits, I mean, who are you going to go after? There's more money over there, but then you're also going to hear more about the Windows people because there's more of them. 
Right, right. Okay, I'm going to leave that off. Oh, good to know. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting when I sent it over. I, that's the one I sent over to you, right? Because I sent you one earlier. I've been trying to use Lear more, if you can't tell. And that's one of the first stories. And we go, that's funny. I did leave that in the show, I think. I don't know. When, when I edit audio, sometimes I don't remember what stays and what goes. Uh, I know the feeling. When I have to, the, the times that I had to edit DM, like I couldn't have told, I may have been able to tell you, like I cut this part out because ultimately we found out that that wasn't true or mm-hmm. we didn't find the info, you know, something like that. That's yeah. easy. But yeah. the rest of it, no, I don't know what I cut out, man. Listen, listen to it. And I mean, one time I did actually listen back to my episode that I, one of the episodes I edited and I was like, huh. So I cut out the part about the thing that I was looking for in the thing. I'm glad I didn't tell nobody about it. Oh, yeah. Editing audio. It's it's a fun art. Uh, going back to Michael Doyce for a second, though. Mention him. Shout out to Michael Doyce. He, he chatted us up on Mastodon. Yeah, he showed Shares me that. I need tips. to go get on Mastodon. <laughs> so I got a notification from ivory um ah. i don't know if i told this story on the show or not but so when ivory came out everybody was all excited well when it was in beta everybody was excited about it now 97 percent of the people that were excited about it that i were hearing that i was hearing about or hearing from were cited people that were former tweetbot users uh the tweetbot developers of course don't have an app anymore for twitter because mm-hmm. you know, they got their api shut down so they started making ivory. I took, uh, I didn't get in on the beta. But I was like, well, it may be worth looking at because they have some years now of people talking to them about accessibility that maybe starting here, this will be different. And also Mastodon, like, I mean, you got to try all the apps. It's like the early days of Twitter, right? Uh, so I tried it. I set up the free trial once it was released. Like I was like, okay, I'll do the seven day trial. What I did not do, and I've started really trying to get into the habit of doing is I did not go cancel it. <laughs> so I ended up paying for ivory, hadn't really used it. And I was like, well, I got it for a year. I mean, I canceled it now, but I got it for a year. It notified me that Michael ah. had mentioned us on Mastodon though. I did not get a notification from Mona, but I yeah. may not have set Mona up to do that either. So. Yeah, me too, because I did not get a notification. But like you, I don't think I set Mona up to give me notifications. That's interesting, though, that I've... So so tell me, what did Michael say? Oh, <laughs> What did Michael say? Uh, <laughs> we will put a link to the Mastodon post Can you do that? and the show notes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same way I mean, you do on Twitter. I can you do just it. click the time and... Oh, I guess you could just share it, too, from the app. I mean, I really don't know how I'm going to do it, you, but we'll but figure it, it out. It can be done. That much I do know. Like I can, I can do it. I just I haven't done it yet. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, he was just sharing some travel tips. He uh, mentioned um, pre TSA pre check. I think is what uh, it's yeah, called. Yeah, JJ mentioned that to me. I haven't looked into it. I I should. Uh, he was like, that way you don't have to take stuff out of your backpack. I was like, oh. Well, that's see, people have to give me reasons to do stuff. You know, just tell them, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, pre, mm-hmm. you know, pre check will get you through, you know, a little quicker or, or you know, whatever. It's like, okay. Right. But I'm going to get through pretty fast anyway. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be, 
bumped past a bunch of people, but they they're gonna I'm gonna move along pretty quickly anyway. So yeah, and it's not go through all this paperwork. Long, so why not just get it done and just go through it? Why do I got to pay money? To do what I'm right, right. It's the whole pay money thing. And then am I going to fly enough to really justify playing this, paying this money? Right. That's that's another thing. Um, But saying, hey, you don't have to take a bunch of crap out of your backpack. Now, that may get me interested. That, that has so. me interested. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. this, you know, makes it worthwhile. I don't have to take stuff out. Okay, that's a reason to do it. Even though I feel like I'm giving up more information than I ought to be. Did you look it up? I had looked it up prior. I have not gone to sign up for it yet because there's still that question of like, this may be the only time I fly this year. Right, right. It probably won't be, but it could be. But it could right? be. And if it's, and and if do it's I the only time I fly this year. Every year if I'm only flying once. Yeah, like if I'm, gonna, if I'm flying Multiple. more, then it becomes a thing. Uh, it's like I was looking at this app that I hear a lot of people talking about, Flighty. And I was like, oh, actually, because it was on the front page of the home screen. I like store. that app. I use Flighty? it to track, yeah, I use it to track Nicholas's flight whenever he comes in. Oh, man, I wish you would have told me this. I hadn't looked at it ever because, oh. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I use it like quite regularly just to, like when Nicholas was flying or when Mallory flew earlier this last year, I almost said earlier this year, or maybe it was, I don't even know time anymore. But yeah, I, I, I don't go track just random flights, but that's what I use to track other people's flights. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. So do you pay for it or are no. you able to do everything you want to do all for free? Yeah, I don't, I don't pay for it. I, I, maybe I could to get rid of the ads and stuff, but for what I need for it, I don't pay for it myself. A good little app. If you haven't checked it out, I will link, and I'm putting more work for myself to a Mystic Access review where Chris and Kim actually went in and demonstrated the app and showed people how to use it. At huh. youronpay.com slash TW. Youronpay.com slash TW. So we're going to work on the site redesign. That's going to get a big push through. Uh, I got to start focusing more on that because we're having some technical issues with the main site because, well, you know, when you use a, a, a base WordPress database since 2013, sometimes you just got to scrub it and start over. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Got to figure out how to bring in. I think I'm just going to. Huh. So I don't have any content on yourownpay.com that's not a podcast. What if I use the podcast importer plugin and just imported each of the RSS feeds for each of the podcasts, and then that already sets it up to automatically import future content if they have future content, instead of bringing the content directly over from your own pay. You mean on the on the development site? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's what you were doing. Oh. No, I was just going to bring it all over from your own pay, so I'll just bring it in from Pinecast because that makes more sense because I don't yeah, need uh, any uh, of the old blog yeah. content. That, that's, what we were, that's what we were doing. Like, that's why we haven't, like, I didn't just use the Migrator plugin to pull your own pay over to the dev site because we were going to import stuff from uh, Pinecast using the importer plugin. So what do we need? This is just ephemeral content, right? We can always pull all of that in at any time. So, yeah. So what do we need from me to do on that site? Do you think? 
Uh, right at the moment, nothing, because remember, I'm going to drop that database and just start from scratch. So, uh, and then we got to figure out what we're doing. I think we did decide, we did decide what we're doing with Unmute's uh, situation. Yep, Unmute's going to go into the network site, and then we're going to do a separate WordPress install for e-commerce. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm glad you remember what we was doing because I had it slightly wrong. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, we throw it meet all over there by itself. It's all by itself. No, all we talked them. about that, but then we decided to <laughs> yeah, use that as like the, podcast, the demo podcast site and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So oh. I guess if you get some time, you want to set up a separate WordPress install and we can do some mapping of domain names, then I can start working on the shop aspect while you're working on the subsite or the dev site. Yep, multi-site, gotcha. Makes sense. That way we can make this happen. WooCommerce to the rescue. The power of mailing lists, sir. <laughs> You're talking about AT guys. Yeah. Yeah. Man. But in general, like you all know, of the I, things that I've learned. like j- Just in general, but yeah, top of mind for me was just what happened with the one we just sent out from there, though. Yeah. By the way, orders. if you're not aware, the JJ is not paying us. JJ, we're not doing recording this on the clock or anything. Uh, but if you want to check out the power banks, they're currently on the 10,000 million power bank at atguys.com is on sale through Sunday and you can check it out uh, for $69. So check that out. Yeah. I'm still, I'm going to send JJ an invoice for the advertisement though. Okay. You should just say He'll probably ju- he'll probably just pay it and then be like, "Wait, what did I just?" Pay <laughs> well, hmm. So, Demasi, how is CRM stuff going? It is coming along. Um, right now, I have a local install where I'm kind of getting all the settings configured for my situation uh, for my site, and I'm hoping to get that deployed over the weekend. So that'll be live next week. And I'm going to try sending my first invoice out of there. Make sure all that works as expected. Uh, okay. Sweet. So I have a question about that invoice, but I just thought about something that I really meant to put towards the beginning. I've heard some feedback about how our episodes are creeping a little longer past that hour. Uh, we will try to stick around that hour time, but sometimes we just get enthralled into different discussions. So. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. It's your first. Here's a membership pitch. You want to go, you want a shorter, (laughs) precisely to the hour episode, go to youronpay.com slash support, and we will make sure you get that. Yes, yes. Um, Is that first invoice going to be to me for Dropbox family? Because you need to remember to do that. Uh, No, it was not going to be. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be a good first one because one that I need to send, I got to send that out already. Yeah, that's a good test. But yeah, the CRM's coming along pretty good. I got to get rid of Desiree on the copy and stuff for the website. Uh, As I expected, target dates kind of shifted a little bit. But because of how I initially set stuff, it moved me enough that I can still reach what was the, okay, this is last ditch. You can't go past this target date. Uh, can people so, go to a domain name to sign up? Not yet. Not yet. Next episode, 
at least in the next two weeks for sure, that will be there. Got to get the copy. Ah. But uh, yeah, that will be up. So we'll announce that here first. And you can go, what you will be able to do is go sign up and show interest as we continue building out the the back end for um, multiple customers because this is all going to be a hosted solution for everybody. So I got to make sure all every, all the security, that, that's mm. my primary concern yep. is making sure like there's no leakage, no data leakage. So what do you got this week? Man, I had something that I just saw. And I forgot about it. Like I saw it before I rebooted. Uh, I did get GPT uh, API 4 access. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, you should check your email. You may have gotten it too. I did check my email, but I don't think I got it. No, I did not get it as of yet, but that could come soon. How much more is GPT 4 access? Do you know? Say it again. How much more, how much does GPT-4 access cost more? Like, uh, that I don't know. What's the most tokens you've done in chat GPT that you're, I have not looked. Oh, you don't monitor them. Mm -mm. Okay. So you can set chat, you can set Mac GPT to show you the tokens in the amount of each of your, uh, transactions that you have with it at the bottom of the screen, which I think is kind of handy because I was averaging, you know, two to 300 tokens. But when I started changing my prompts around to become more specific and ask direct questions, my token slash usage jumped up to about 1,800 tokens um, because I was getting a lot more details and a lot more information than, than my initial prompt. So it's interesting to watch that number. And uh, I will watch my bill here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea with the prompt. So you you've been we we will drop a link yep. to this uh, GitHub project where there's a lot of different prompts you can use to. Man, I didn't even count them. I did. Uh, I didn't the repo, I just looked at the row numbers because I clicked on the CSV and that opened a table uh, with the row numbers. I didn't see the CSV. You mentioned that to me the other day too. I just cloned the repo. Oh yeah, the very last file in that repo is a CSV, and that's all it is. It's just the CSV with all of them in there. So instead of even downloading it, I just opened the table and or opened it in GitHub and then saved that and then I can just look through the table if I want. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's hmm. Different Need ways to, to do different things, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I was just thinking about them pulling from a CSV and just rendering that. So we'll put a link to this in the show notes. It is a uh, GitHub repository where they just have listed out up under headings, very good navigation uh, there, uh, showing different prompts that you can use to craft for um, chat GPT. So by default, and a prompt here is not what you're typing in to get your answer. It's like the, uh, and Mike, tell me if I'm using the wrong word. I don't know if it's prompt. Is it prompt? At any rate, you're telling ChatGPT how you want it to behave before you even start asking questions or submitting, you know, uh, in the chat. You're telling it how you want it to behave. So some examples were like behave as though you are a um, mathematics teacher and you're going to assist me in building a quiz, a math quiz for a sixth grader to ensure they understand division or something like that, right? So that is how ChatGPT will answer your responses now is as though it's a math teacher that is 
uh, helping you craft a quiz, assuming your questions are about trying to make a quiz. Yeah. Uh, so what I've been doing with I would have thought the usage would have went down, but you did say you're getting more information back out of it. So well, I'm getting more detail, and we're doing a lot of follow up back and forth as well. Ah. Because what I'm doing, for example, is I say you are an assistant to a podcast host on the Unmute Presents podcast. We just released our new episode, which is a Friday Finds episode. He in this podcast series, we release three. We talk about three news stories within 30 minutes. Ask me for the transcripts of each of the segments of this show. Then give me a show title and description with a promotional paragraph to share this episode. And then when I send that, it asks me, what's the first story? What's the second story? What's the third story? I give it the transcripts. What it did initially is it actually summarized each of them. And then I took those summaries. It gave each of those stories its own uh, title. And then I a show note summary and then a par- promotional paragraph. So then after I did all that, I re, like I cleared out. I copied all of the responses and then I cleared it out. And I came back to it and said, you are an assistant to a podcast host on the Unmute Presents podcast. Our Friday Finds episode shares three news stories. Here are the summaries of those news stories you provided to me from the transcripts. Create one show title and show notes with a promotional paragraph to promote this episode, this week's episode. And then I sent it that, and then it came back with the information that I needed uh, and combined all of it. It said accessibility for the first word. I changed that to subscriptions. Uh, but then I think the, the final result that it came out with wasn't... Uh, horrible as i'm frantically switching over to the right window to see what it called it it says subscriptions uh subscription scams and privacy exploring the latest tech news and that was what friday finds episode it called this week so i'm using it i think a little bit more and i'm a little scared to get chat gpt for access because i hear that does cost more but also I hear the responses are a lot better and maybe I won't have to break up the transcripts as well to be able to be creative about it. I can just send it all the data at once. Cause do you know what the token limit is on GPT four? Uh, uh, that I'm going to have to check. Okay. You should see if you can invite me and we can play. Ah, that I should do. I'll try that. Uh, because yeah, but then I'll I don't have it. to like, wait. I, I literally have I'll just pay. I'll, I'll give you a card that you can add if you need one. That's so, <laughs> Yeah, I, I so I saw the email today. I was I was doing I, I knocked out a good bit of stuff on AT guys today. So I saw the email, and I the only thing that I've done about it, period, is going into SGPT and change from uh, GPT three point five Turbo to GPT four. That is literally the only thing I've did. I did start playing around with that shortcut. Uh, SGPT. T- yeah. So. I wanted to take out the messages. The first thing I wanted to do was add my API key to data jar and then pull in my API ah. key that way. Did you figure so, that out? Um, if I can figure out how to move this freaking field where I needed to go in, in the shortcut stack, yeah, I'll be Try good. it on the Mac? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I hadn't, try, I hadn't had a chance to try on the Mac yet. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I've done with So I hadn't looked into anything on the API for four other than making that change. Uh, and I think I may have changed it in Mac GPT to be api for but that's it like i haven't typed anything in yet or anything oh by the way if you want to know more about mac gpt 
on yesterday's Unmute Presents episode, I demonstrate MapGPT and how I'm using it. And in that demo, I'm using 3.5, but we'll see how, how 4 changes things up. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the elephant that's in my room. And Demasi has absolutely no clue because he probably hasn't paid that much attention. I talked last week or the week before about how super excited I was that I was releasing newsletters every Sunday and I wasn't dropping the ball on it. And then I dropped the ball on it and didn't actually release a newsletter that week. The last one that I released was April 9th. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did miss that. So uh, I'm going to try to get back into that. Oh, I'll tell you why I missed it, though. And it also highlights the fact that even though I've been trying to use Leary more, it's not gotten back to be a habit as much as it used to be at one point. I thought it probably ended up in my uh, RSS reader. Oh. No, RSS reader instead of in my email. Gotcha. I was looking at Sendy today, and I'm like, when was the last time I sent out a newsletter? And then... I knew I had to call myself out because I mentioned it on that sample recording I made for the weekly recap of unmute content. Um, I want to kind of compress that a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to go anywhere with that idea, but at least I tried it and played with it. I think I sent you that file, didn't I? Uh, I don't know. I send you a lot of shit that you probably only listen to like a quarter of it. (laughs) Yeah, I just get random audio files like, what is this? I don't know if I can play that because I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, you did send me that one. Yeah. Uh, I did not listen to that one, though. Oh, Michael also, I mean, did, did I tell you? What? Oh, Michael shared a backpack, which I am looking for a backpack. I was like, man, this dude is really paying attention because that was going to be the next place I was going. I'm not buying a backpack anytime soon. But I do need a new backpack. I looked at a couple. So I've been using NumPad Commander a lot more on the mac and i don't have we ever talked about what our commit yeah we've talked about what we have yeah most of our key yep. setup as um that sh- zero and five and four to go through headings and then j- letting go zero and four and six to go previous and next item that is pretty nice like i find myself doing that a lot more because then i'm only using my right hand to navigate the mac and it doesn't take both hands yep that is like I've been thinking about the numpad commander on both platforms actually. Mm-hmm. So on the Mac, what I know I need to do, and I've been trying to track like what are the things I do a lot to take two hands that I could do with one hand like that with just using the modifier. Uh because I need to add more stuff to the zero, uh yeah. the zero modifier. Like I don't have enough custom stuff set there. I uh, need to also like change some of the things that I have set because I set them to test them in the beginning and now when i use the keystroke i'm like why why did i use that clear button for this i should have used like zero two for that or something to quickly get to it so i need to go reconfigure some things too yeah like i need to reconfigure and put like the item chooser uh the rotor list in, in the web browser, like those need to be probably like zero one zero two. Because when I'm on the web, I'm always bringing up item chooser or you know like the links list or, or whatever. Did you know zero period will give you item chooser? Nope. By default, that's awkward though. It is. 
It is. Oh, I do. No, I didn't know that though. One of those things that I kind of want to change, like maybe zero, I don't know, zero nine or something. And then I want to change my window switcher and from the clear to the number seven, maybe, because I just want to be able to slide a finger up to get there because then I'll use it more right now. I, I don't know. It's just an awkward place to have it. But right now, seven is stop interacting and nine is start interacting. So I'll probably change those. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll play with it. And I think we should retouch on that in a couple of months to see where we're using numpad commander. Yeah. It's funny. I was, I literally was just thinking about it too. Like I gotta, I gotta start customizing this a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started thinking about windows. I gotta figure out some ways to, to handle windows. I do kind of really like this coherence mode ah, though yeah. with parallels. Yeah. Like it is like 85, 90% great all the time. Like if I auto F4 in Edge and Windows, it quits the mm-hmm. Edge app, but then drops me back on top of whatever the last. Or if you Alt Q. Oh, I didn't try that. <laughs> so Command Q, you know, just yeah. Command out of there, Command Q, just like you normally would. I did that huh. the other day on an accident, and it worked. I'm like, oh, well, that's one of those things that shouldn't work, but it does, and I like it. Yeah, it's like now I just need to figure out how to read word by word. Oh, (laughs) well, do a couple of things like basically get the commands to map in a way that I want to. And I I was trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out ways to do it without disabling voiceover. But what I've also thought about, too, is just set up some keyboard maestro. uh, I need to play macros. Because it's going to solve a problem. And then use some system, use a system event or something like when I switch to this app or just use shortcuts like, you know, option S becomes switch to Safari, but also triggers the the macro for, you know, turn voiceover back on. Huh. Oh. Oh. So option S turns voiceover back on and then passes the keystroke to voiceover. Yeah. Well, I guess you don't even have to do that. No, just open Safari and turn voiceover on because yeah. then that'll do it faster and voiceover will be on by the time you hit Safari. Then think about a alternative keystroke that would switch you back to parallels or back to edge and uh, turn off voiceover like option E or something. Yep. That's Can you awesome. use right option with keyboard maestro while keyboard commanders enabled? Mm. I don't think you can. Let me try to find somewhere where I know app takes the option. I don't think you can either. I think uh, keyboard commander. But you can trigger a shortcut, which could then, trigger, ah, which could then switch to a different app and turn voiceover off. Yeah. yeah or a bunch. There you go. Uh, actually, I don't think you can do a bunch, but you could shortcut would work. I think that'd be the way to do it. So I like it. See, this is what we need. And then you could just leave voiceover. Just have it automatically turn Because that's what gets me every time is voiceovers trying to read windows. And it would be cool if it could. And it's almost there. Because there's been a couple of times where I'm like, oh, well, we shouldn't be able to read that voiceover. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
either that or give me a way to switch my keyboard when I'm in a Windows application, right? To just say, okay, voiceover, you're now restricted to the, numpad. you know, uh, numpad, yeah. And I'm using the screen reader on Windows as the laptop layout, right? So, but then I would give up, you know, my features, because I thought about like I probably could figure out a way to switch the modifiers from being uh, caps lock to control option when I'm in Windows, but then that loses me one of the reasons I started and really stuck with using Windows, which is Zendesk and control option commands. What if what if we picked up some of these Microsoft buttons? I wonder what type of automation could be added to that with this setup. And maybe we'll think about that. Um, you know, buttons I'm talking about, those accessibility things they released yeah. this year that I said, oh, that would be a great add-on for Windows to do automation with things like using a stream deck and stuff. Yeah, I thought about, uh, I was thinking about the, there's a, another company that makes, and it was on Mac Stories. So another company that makes uh, a stream deck like device and i was thinking about checking them out because i'm like well maybe they're more accessible or you know they're on the come up like people don't really know who they are necessarily maybe they'd be willing to work harder on accessibility of your platform uh give them that extra boost use your chat gpt4 access find their name and send them this episode and if they want to send you one to test then you'll send them some feedback there you go. We'll I, read, I read an interesting thing on Mastodon the other day when I was browsing it. Oh, man. I need a uh, I need a HomePod now. Why? Because, see, I could have just, you know, ran SGPT right then or a modified version of SGPT and told it that idea, had it generate the email and then, like, save it somewhere or, or something or run a shortcut against it that would save so- it somewhere. So funny thing, okay, I was literally going to send you <laughs> one of these HomePod minis. I was like, oh, I'm going to send Demacia a HomePod mini because I got that uh, Sonos Play 3 from the, uh, because I got that Sonos Play 3 from the San Francisco, um, Goodwill. Because I got that Sonos Play 3 from the San Francisco Goodwill on eBay, I think it was. And I was like, oh, if I like that, then I'll yeah. send Demasi one of these HomePods and I'll move the, the Sonos Play 1s into the room because right now we're using the HomePods as a stereo pair for the Apple TV and it's actually working quite nice. And, you know, they're about head level. So, you know, sounds pretty good. But I'm afraid that I... I don't know. I might still send you one of these, but if I bring the Sonos in here, I'm afraid that it's not going to work as seamless as it currently is. And if it doesn't, then Mallory's not going to use it and then it's a waste. But that just means that I might eventually have to get a pair of the HomePod standards because I'm not going to go buy minis again. Now we know what they sound like, but I might send you one of these HomePod minis so that way you could have Siri and a HomePod and see how that works. Yeah. Try the, uh, try the Sonos is in there oh, I to will. see. Like what happens? Like yeah. just swap them in and see if it works. Yeah. But I don't know. She seems like she said she came back after her little dalliance with Samsung or whatever. Like she's been really going ahead first Apple. Yeah. We talked about that the other day with her dad. Actually, he's like, I thought you weren't into the Apple thing. And I'm like, yeah, she, she tried it and she came back to Apple. 
and I don't think she'll try it again for a little while. Good. Now everything is Apple. We got to yeah. go to HomeKit. HomeKit. Do you see uh, HomeKit support is now with Hughes devices? Mm, didn't see that. I mean, yeah, so what, like matter support or like yeah, direct matter. support so you don't need their hook? Matter support. Ah, okay. Now maybe they'll some of my money for a couple of bulbs. Very specific bulbs, though. I'm not going down yes. the path with their ecosystem altogether, but yeah, need a hundred watts. Push the firmware update on Wednesday, I think. Huh. Need to figure out some shortcuts to make me look at Lear more, because when I look at it, I learn things, and then I'm like, oh, I already knew about that when some of the tech sources are talking about it. So. Yeah, I've been playing around and uh, feed Ben on the web a little bit, like tweaking some searches, like trying to do some save searches and tagging things uh, to try and filter out stuff that I'm not going to read from certain publications. And to also um, cut some of the redundancy. Cause, yeah, because that can be a problem. I was like, Mac Stories has this. Six Colors has this. The Verge has this. <laughs> I was like, see, this is where AI would be useful. People keep trying to use machine learning everywhere. This is where machine learning would be good is if my RSS service would look at the feeds that I'm subscribed to. And if you see the same stuff, like this is just the basics. You'll get me to switch right now if you've got so, this feature. So uh, when did I tell you about chat GPT and it becoming my podcast assistant and what it generated? Or did I say, let's save that for the show. I think uh, I told you. No, you, you, you told me about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it tried to get me to get, put my Instagram username and password into form fields. And I said, this doesn't look secure. How about we oh. figure out a way that the user can click a button and authenticate their Instagram account using the API. And it came back and said, you're right. That's not very secure. Let's, and then it modified the code. I was going to send that over to you so you could take a look at it. Oh, no, you didn't tell me about that part of it though. Yeah. Yeah. I just read something not too long ago too, where they were talking about like chat GPT will help you write code, but it's not necessarily going to be secure code unless you ask. Yes. I was like, well, I mean, you just ask for some code. I kind of see how that, I can see both sides of that. You asked for code. If you wanted secure code, you should have said that. Because mm-hmm. I've said that. Like when I've used it to help, you know, get some code started or something like, uh, so can we make sure that this is done in a secure manner or in a way that does not leak data or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, and, and of course, ask. review it all. Don't just, don't just blindly. Don't just copy and paste into, you know, a situation. Like, no, don't do that one. Many of these text editors, IDEs around, uh, allow you to run whatever code you're writing inside them or in some external console or some way, form or fashion. So that's that's one way of very quickly testing some code that you've written yourself or, you know, copied from somewhere, whether that be ChatGPT or Stack Overflow or GitHub. I do like ChatGPT. I've got some interesting ideas for some sites to play with, so not to play with but like some plugins to think of ways to automate some workflows and now that you have gpt4 i mean i might start just paying you for access to your gpt4 account unless i get access to it soon because uh 
you know, if it can process a whole hour long transcript and create show notes for that, then we could use some gravity forms with GPT and have it automate getting the transcript and then taking that transcript and making show notes and then creating some promotional material and then build a plugin that would allow me to see that promotional material, hit a button to schedule it to go out to social media. And, you know, once you, again, where I've said from multiple times, start from the end, I want to get an automated post from my WordPress site to Instagram and then realize, okay, well, I need to be able to build that connection to Instagram so it knows what account to post on. And I need to have a list of the posts. Well, where am I going to get those posts from? And when you map that out and then you go to something like ChatGPT and say, hey, here's where I want to start and the next step I want to get to help me build a plugin. It gives you the details for that plugin. And then you say, okay, now I want to add this functionality to the plugin, rewrite it with this capability. And then what I, I think is important because I discovered this and I am discovering it the more that I spend with different AI tools is some find a point where you can pause, copy what you have, and then start over with the chat bot because eventually it's going to get confused. But if you do that every so often, then you're going to be able to, to build out a better product and it's going to make you actually be aware of what you're building. Cause I did go down the path where it built out this cool plugin, and then I was looking at it, like, what in the heck is this doing? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked like it would do what I wanted, but like, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> that helps also refine your 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 queries after that too, because you've kind of gone down the long way of of you know figuring out and getting it right where you wanted it, where you can kind of refine those a little bit and get a much more detailed answer without such a long without such long prompts going in. I'm going to take some of the code that it gives me and tell it in a, or tell a different chat bot. Cause we have choices that that chat bot is a WordPress plugin instructor. And here's the code that one of your students submitted, grade it and tell me uh-huh. what you could do to make this code more secure. That's good. See, I, that's what excites me. I was sitting here literally chatting with them. I think it's because I like talking to people, but I don't like listening to people talk. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's how it all starts. That is what OpenAI figured out. People love to talk. They just don't want to hear what anybody else has to say. Yep. Yep. Oh. And I don't want bullshit answers like what Bard gives Mallory when she's trying it out. Like, man, I'm glad that was not my first experience to this chatbot technology. Or I would have said, whatever, people are paranoid. Oh, man, you never would have got me to use it if that if Bard were where we were when I started. Like, yeah, no, no. I, I would have been done. It would have no. kind of been like Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. So what happened to Clubhouse? Is Clubhouse still here? Yeah. Nobody talks about it anymore, I guess, because Elon keeps his mouth going. Yeah, I don't know. There's this other one, Auden, I think, that was mentioned that is like a competitor to Clubhouse, but more integrated with Mastodon. Huh. So, yeah, uh, Doi shared it in that message thread we have. I, I didn't click on it, so I didn't actually know what it was. Mm. Oh, so that worked for you yesterday, huh? Tagging you? Oh, no. Actually, it did not. Oh, okay. I just happened to look. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Mike was supposed to tag me. I wonder if he didn't post a message. Yet. Oh, he did post a message. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. Oh, I did not get a notification about it. Uh, okay, well, that's good to know. 
So if you have a thread muted and someone tags you, you may not get the notification. Or Michael didn't tag Demasi properly. <laughs> it, it said one mention if you go back and read the message. Yeah, it's all, so I'm assuming that worked. Uh, just put at Demasi though. It could be that I don't have. Oh, I wonder if that's why it didn't work. But it said when I typed at Demasi, it said mention Demasi Thomas. And so I double tapped. Oh. oh, okay. So I think. And it says one mention. So I assumed it was. It is also possible that there is a notification setting that I don't have turned on that says notify me of mentions. Because I may have turned it off or not yeah. turned it on at some point because nobody's ever used them. So I was like, I don't need that on. Nobody's mentioning me. So I have a notification on, on Mastodon. Like, I got a notification. It was like Ivory. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what is go. this go. madness going Play on? Play with Matt Mona and see if I can get it figured out. Um, I don't like it on the Mac. Mona? Yeah. 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 Uh, the iOS app seems pretty decent. I have, I'm going to actually start trying to use, use that more because I'm not really intending on keeping paying for, uh, Ivory. Ivory but yeah. then again, you know, I don't know. We'll see if there's something I like about one over the other. I do know that there are more actions on the rotor in more places and, Mona and there are in yeah. ivory. And I do believe you can customize them in Mona. I don't know if you can't like the order of them. I don't know if you can. Uh -huh. in ivory. Yeah. And Mona. Yeah. I'm going to check that in ivory. That's what, that's why I say I'm going to start using Mona a little bit more first, kind of see what they did there accessibility wise, and then go back and look at ivory and, you know, see what's different, see what, you know, what is there to like there. And then, you know, where are some things they could do that would make it a little bit, more efficient to use. But I was shocked. Shocked that I had a Mastodon mention. And then it said started with Michael. So I was thinking it was you. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, do it. Whoa. All right. Feedback. About so, the show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, for you listening. And I replied to him, people. See, for everybody That's listening. That's impressive. I actually replied to him. Like, you know, we had, a, we had a little short, brief conversation on Mastodon. For you listening, if you've ever thought I should reach out to them, but they don't want to hear from me, we we enjoy all the feedback because Tom explained it this way: as a listener, you think that everyone's submitting feedback to the podcast. As a host, you know that no one's submitting feedback, submitting feedback to, the, to the, podcast. the podcast. So your feedback is more valuable than you think. Uh, yep, I had someone I, tell me that Demasi sometimes sounds like his words mumble together. And I think what happened is I had too much compression on Demasi's voice and, and you don't really need it. And that was compressing it out. So I'm, I've made a change last episode and this episode to the FX chain that I use on Demasi's track. And so I'm going to reach out to this person next week and say, Hey, did you notice any difference? But it's that type of feedback that can tell me, oh, some people think that's too muffled because I'm used to how I edit Demasi's voice. So I don't really think about it too much um, until we that get the feedback. That is valuable feedback yeah. because, you know, maybe I need to change something about my technique. Like, that's how we get better at doing this. Do appreciate the feedback. Mastodon was super cool. I like that. I don't have Twitter. So if you mention me on Twitter because I'm still there on Twitter, but I don't even have a Twitter app installed. Nope. So... I have but, the Twitter app on the Mac, but I opened it today to congratulate Steven 
on his 10 year anniversary with his wife yesterday, I think it was. And it just was too clunky. And apparently there's something called Twitter circles and I can add Steven to my circle. And I don't even know what that is, but I, <laughs> I, I, on the actions of that, of that notification, I could add Steven to my circle mute him or block him but reply wasn't an option and i'm like well that's interesting i thought you wanted engagement twitter make reply be the first thing on that notification so yeah that was my extent with twitter today congratulations steven for 10 years if you hear this yeah you should mention him on mastodon he's on we should we should yeah yeah i will go do that you should do that uh, if I can find him, because I'm still figuring out how I don't know Mastodon works too. I heard a really good, um, I think Mastodon does social. I don't know. I'll see if I can find him though. Uh, I heard a good analogy or explanation, because it's not really a direct analogy, but a good explanation of the decentralized nature of Mastodon, right? So, and this one made sense to me, and I think it'll make sense to a lot of people. So, if you think about Mastodon, one of the confusing things about Mastodon is that Twitter was just a service. You went to a Twitter, went to the Twitter website, you signed in, you had an account, you could talk to people that were also on Twitter. Whereas Mastodon, you start out, and the first thing you got to make a decision about, regardless of whether you understand it or not, is uh, what server you're going to put your account on. And from that step, it still can be a little confusing because can I only talk to people on this server? Mm. Kind of like the way that Discord works. Like, do I have to be on this server to talk to people that are here? Or can I talk to people that are on other servers in Mastodon? So that is possible. That's how it works. You can talk to people anywhere. It's just you're picking a home location. But the way this person described it was think about email, right? I can have Gmail. You can have Hotmail. Somebody else can have Uh Yahoo. As long as I have their address, which is kind of how a uh, Mastodon username looks, you know, your my actual Mastodon name is or, or username is Demasi at twit.social, which looks just like an email address. Mm-hmm. I can email anybody else in Mastodon in the Fediverse uh, if I have their address and they'll get it. Doesn't matter which server they're on. Picking a server is just like picking which email provider do you want. Uh, if you were making a new email account today would you be gmail would you do outlook.com would you do i don't know if you can sign up for new yahoo accounts uh if you can it should be banned (laughs) but that joke is that is carried over for a long time but but it's not even one of those podcaster things where they like keep this running gag going like i really don't like yahoo no it's It's just it's just yahoo yeah, it's just Yahoo. I, I thought about going and picking up payon.social um, just to run my own Mastodon, but I th- I've wondered if running a Mastodon server is overkill for one user because I don't want to manage other users. So I thought about it and I mentioned it last, well, I made reference to it last week that uh, go to michael.youronpay.com because that'll get you to him on Mastodon and go to demasi.youronpay.com because that'll get you to me on Mastodon wherever I may happen to be. Yep. Because that could be different from what it is today. Yeah. I was going to go and buy bedrock.social. Somebody already on. on Oh. Uh, And I was going to run a separate, um, and I'm still probably going to do this, 
just gotta find something that fits with the business name. I don't really want it to be super long or BDR confusing. Social. <laughs> Good thing we don't live stream because then I would feel compelled to go look for it right now. But <laughs> we're not live streaming yet. So good deal. But I was going to just run a single instance for me through Cloud Run uh, okay. and see how that went because I've never installed Mastodon on Cloud Run. So I wanted to see how that was going to go and then just have that, right? And if that yeah. worked, and I was like, yeah. well, Mike, do you want to get, you know, a social domain for Payon Media so that you can just have yourself in your own Mastodon instance? So at least you're kind of owning your space. And if there becomes a situation, here's, I thought about this two ways. So there's, these marketing implications there, like you're putting your brand out versus somebody else's or whatever, right? That, that, that kind of, you know, yeah. has some legitimacy to it. It does. Uh, but another, another, another thing that I thought about also is on a server level control, you have the ability to say, well, I don't like, you know, how they communicate on that specific server. Uh, the server administrator can block that server and say, I don't want to hear from those people anymore. Right now, you as a user of, on a server have the ability to do user level blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the person, if there's something that's really offensive or aggravating to you, and it's not such a egregious thing that the server administrator is going to block them, you know, you're stuck filtering, blocking a whole bunch of individual people. If you're running your own server, even if it's just for you running your own server, and you're like, you know, really don't want to hear from these Mercedes people. I don't know why I'm picking on Mercedes because I didn't want to pick on Tesla. But I really don't want to hear from the people on Tesla.social. We're just going to lean into that now. All right. You can go well, block them and then you won't You can just them. block the whole, from your instance, yeah. block the whole Tesla.social server and therefore you no longer have to hear from those people or see their stuff show up anywhere in the Fediverse that you may find yourself. Whereas you would not have that. And I'm using Tesla not because I hate Tesla or anything like that. It's more so because Tesla people probably are not going to be, they can be annoying possibly, Mm. but they're not going to be malicious enough that a server admin in most cases, like Mastodon.social wouldn't probably never block Tesla.social. That's not a thing that you would ever get to happen. Which means if you're on Mastodon.social and you don't like the Tesla people and how they behave, you will have to block all the at Tesla.social people one by one. So I thought about it from that aspect, though. And I just accidentally tapped the button. Well, I got distracted by going to Namecheap.com to look at domain names because this might be something we do. I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll see. Because I have some interesting ideas. Uh, Run a Mastodon server off this Raspberry Pi. That's not doing anything right now. Ah. And then you can keep it local and then it doesn't cost anything. I mean, you already have Cloud Run running off of that, but, you know, options are options. Options, yeah. I'm going to set up one of my Raspberry Pis and start playing with Docker. Start playing with what? Docker. Oh. oh. Sweet. That'll be fun. So, uh, do not so. email Mastodon post mention me or whatever about running any kind of Docker situation for you. Yeah. <laughs> that will not become a business feature of Bedrock Innovations, and I will not freelance outside of the company to do so either. No. I'm just purely interested in Docker 
because testing. a lot of the little I want to do it for testing things. for for testing purposes because it seems like it would be a good testing environment for things without having to spin up a whole lot of the stuff that I have to now and secondarily a lot of the open source projects that I would probably love to just throw up on a Raspberry, throw on a Raspberry Pi, throw up on a Linux server. Like they're just giving you Docker instructions, and I really don't have time to figure out how to, you know, uh, convert what they've done with a Docker container into a web server with Nginx and MySQL because I just don't want to do it. So, stay tuned. So Docker on the Raspberry Pi. We'll see how that goes. Yep. It's funny, Mike still goes to Namecheap, and most times I go to Cloud DNS to search for domains first. Only because I have a Namecheap account. How much is that domain at Cloud DNS and dot .social? You they know? don't have sales like oh. uh, Namecheap. Okay. I still sometimes So I pay the 30 bucks then for the first year and every year after that. So social. what I have done is I have gone and bought, because the prices, like if the prices are right there together for normal renewals, mm-hmm. I'll register it with Namecheap. To get that because cheaper first year. get that cheaper first year. And then if I end up like, I don't really need to keep this, like I don't use it for anything. If I end up not using it for anything or putting it out there in any sort of way, then I can just let it go. But if I do, then I'll transfer it over to Cloud DNS before the year is up and then just pay for it that way because I'll be paying the same thing after that anyway. So there's a domain hack. <laughs> I wish, I wish... You know, I really wish that Cloudflare, among other things I wish they would do, I really wish that Cloudflare would just register domains and not force me to have to keep them on their DNS. Uh, because, because they charge Cloud you flat DNS rate. Is so much easier to manipulate, too. Cloud, Cloud DNS is easier for me to manipulate. They have Thank some record know. types. They have some record types that Cloudflare doesn't have. Um, and I get my own custom name servers, which makes me look fancy. So, demasi.yourownpay.com to get to Demasi on Mastodon so you can mention him and he'll get notified from Ivory. Michael.yourownpay.com because I haven't bought payon.social as of right now, but I'm really thinking that might be the path I go down, so stay tuned and come back next week and find out. He's Check. breaking the whole concept. You can always go to michael.yourownpay.com because that'll always take you to wherever he is. If Whether he buys payon.social and does anything with it or not, it'll still work. Yeah, You'll go to wherever he is on Mastodon. That's the beauty of the Fediverse. I can't really believe I'm saying that. Uh, Check out Unmute Presents to hear more Demasi. He's been kind of taking over the show a little bit. Uh, you know, We'll see. How much he sticks around. Appreciate all that he's been doing to help with some security stuff and Mac Whisper. And uh, I think that's all I have. Demasi, what about you? Go ahead and close it out. Well, that is it. Thank you for listening. Uh, always remember you can send feedback to feedback. Wait, no. no TW at your own TW at your own pay.com. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who show I was doing. You're going to send feedback to feedback at unmute.show, which Eventually, we'd get that, too. So, uh, No, I was about to say feedback at your own pay.com. I was oh. like, wait, that's, that's, that doesn't work, I don't think. 